You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. Because he was a cupbearer, he had to go to his king, get permission to leave. So he then leaves because he gets the permission to assess the situation. He goes around the walls during the night so no one can see him. So he goes and assesses the situation. And in preparation, he gets to, you know, then gets to rebuild, gets the permission to start the process because he goes to the current leaders at the time. So he gets permission and then he starts to rebuild these walls around the city. And gatekeepers were some of the first positions that he appointed. Nehemiah 7 verse 1. Then it was when the wall was built and I hung the doors, when the gatekeepers, the singers and the Levites had been appointed, and so on. So gatekeepers and the worshippers were the first people to be established in, as, the gate, you know, as the walls were rebuilt. So these ancient cities had high, thick walls around them. Is this interesting? I thought this was really interesting. <laughs> they had these high, thick walls to keep animals out and to, to stop invading armies coming into their city. Heavy gates were set around the walls um, to allow entrance and exit. Gatekeepers played an important role in maintaining order in their city. There were guards stationed to protect different kinds of gates. So there was city gates, palace gates, temple gates, and so on. So a gatekeeper had to be trustworthy and alert for any signs of trouble. So if a gatekeeper was careless in their job, it could bring ruin upon the entire city. Are you kind of tracking? Yep. So the idea of gatekeeping implies alertness and security. This is significant because before a city can conduct business, it must be protected. Today, our lives are the city. We are the gatekeeper of our lives. So when I refer to the city... It's us. We're the city. We are guarding ourselves from any attack that may come our way. And one of the big attacks that we're facing every single day are lies. So we need to know the truth, we need to protect the truth, and then we need to grow in the truth. So what security systems do you have in place as the gatekeeper of your own city, of your life? You are the only one that allows what enters and you have the power to deny and send back. God put us in charge of looking after ourselves. We determine how we live, what we do, what we eat, what we watch. We can do what we want. We're the gatekeeper. So we determine what we allow to enter. We may not be aware of some of the implications of our decisions because maybe we're not in tune with what we're allowing in. We haven't been keeping guard. So going into the summer season, you can be set for success by being aware of what you're letting through your gates. We need to establish the gates that need guarding. There are many that you could put here, um, but the three that I read at the start, our thoughts, our, our relationship with Christ and our identity, I think are they, these are very important. So although there may not be armies heading towards us, we have the enemy. And I don't like making a big deal of the enemy because he's not, you know, he's insignificant to me. Um, but the reality is he is out there and he is tormenting millions of people. He plants these little lies that can grow into these big lies that we can even partner with and believe. In Ephesians 6 verse 13, Paul tells the Ephesians to dress for battle. 
by putting on the full armour of God, the full victorious armour of God, so that you can resist, the, resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist. So no matter what you go through, you're wearing the, the belt of truth. Righteousness like armour on your chest and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So anytime we are attacked with lies, we just hold up this shield of faith and we're wearing this belt of truth. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. So we have the power to speak the word of God, the truth of God over all our situations because we're wearing the belt of truth. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for the saints. This is important because as gatekeepers, we need to be prepared for whatever is going to come our way. So we're standing this battle face on, we're guarding face on, right? We're guarding this way. We're not guarding with our backs towards the oncoming battles. We need to be ready. So although the enemy's been defeated, he is still present, but we have the victorious armour of Christ. We are not average soldiers. We are co-heirs with Christ, children of the undefeated king, a king in Genesis 15, one who calls himself our shield. So now that we're ready in the armour of God, we know that we're gatekeepers. What are the gates? Gate one, our thoughts. If you don't guard your mind, anyone, anything can come in. So are we allowing things to enter that we never gave permission for? Is it bringing in sand or is it bringing in gold, lies or truth? How many of us exercise control as to what we're allowing in and what we're allowing out? There are many things that contribute to the way we think, what we think, and what we regard as true. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Whatever is true, true as to fact, it signifies the actuality of a thing. John 8.26, the one who sent me is true. John 8.32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. John 14.6, I am the way, the truth and the life. And there are many more that I could have read out. So let our minds be filled up by bringing it into contact with truth, especially the highest of all truths. Truth is the characteristic of God. God is truth. There are plenty of verses that state God is true. So why should we be living among the small things of daily life and never encountering the greatest truth of all, the truth about God, what God says about us, who God is? Whatever things are true, dwell on them. At home we can be washing the dishes, we can be vacuuming, we can be putting clothes away, we can be watching TV. At work you can be making things, fixing things, designing things and still encountering God as truth. It's just as simple as inviting him, who is truth, 
in, to prevail in the space that you're occupying. Our thought life forms the basis for and is largely revealed in our actions and words. I think it was Chad that said, you may not be responsible for a lot of your thoughts, but you're responsible for what you do with them. So this is why it's important to bring our thought life into submission to Jesus, learning to think biblically about all aspects of life. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we take every thought captive to obey Christ. As a gatekeeper, what thoughts are you allowing to enter? God's truth is the only one that matters. His truth is always greater than our truth until we become aligned with his truth and that is rolling in our life. On average, we think between 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's why I'm tired all the time. (laughs) This equals to 35 to 48 per minute. And that's a steady flow between our, our head and our heart, our feelings and our thoughts. However, 80% of these thoughts are negative. And we have three to five seconds before a thought takes root in our minds if the gate is open. So if you're feeling down, why are you feeling down? What were you thinking? Something to think about. <laughs> The mind feasts on what it focuses on. What consumes our thinking will be the making or breaking of our identity. So what are you feasting on? What are you focusing on? Gate two, our relationship with Christ. This is so important. I cannot stress that enough. Colossians 2.7, continue to live in him, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught, and overflowing with gratitude. Why is this important? Because from this one, we learn who God is. We learn his nature, so then we can establish the difference between truth and lies. Our identity flows from Christ because we were made in his image. From this gate, life flows, or it doesn't. So if it comes in, what's coming in will go out. If Christ is coming in, Christ will go out. And Christ is all about relationships. That's what the whole Bible is about. The whole Bible. How do we become rooted in Christ? We pursue him. You guys out there, you pursued your woman, didn't you? (laughs) Is that how you got your woman? The other way around for Chad. All right, Jay. <laughs> Secrets out now. <laughs> As we pursue him, we get to know him. Our roots begin to grow deeper and stronger. We become like those we hang around. So if we're hanging around Christ, we become like him. The Jews claimed to know the truth and to be the official instructors of it. But they had not yet learnt that truth was not only a system, but truth was a power. Not only something written or spoken about, but something to be felt and lived. When we, have, when we live the life of truth, we will gain perception of truth as our constant reality. Our soul prospers when we have clear knowledge of the truth as it is in Jesus. How do we find this? By getting to know him. There are different ways which we can form our beliefs about God. So I just ask you, how did you form your belief? 
about God? What was your experience? What was your encounter? One way is from our childhood. Some of us have been Christians all our life, attending church since a kid because that's what our parents did. But at some point, we need to stop living off our parents' faith and start to form our own. Even if we didn't grow up as a Christian, our concepts most likely came from our parents in a negative way. So we start asking questions. When you read your Bible, ask yourself, God, what does this mean? Why was this written? How does it relate to me? Start learning. Start getting rooted in Christ. When we were at Bethel in first year, our homework was reading the Bible every single day. And to start with, it was a chore. Did not like it. Mm -mm. (laughs) We, We had to learn to look into the context of Scripture and then we had to ask God, what, how does this relate to me? You know, what did it mean back then? How does it relate to me? But, you know, it turned into something that we became really passionate about. We found a way to read it that we loved reading it, you know. It became became who we were. We loved reading the Bible. We loved getting to know God. And it just, it didn't, it wasn't a chore anymore. It was just, we just read because we loved it and we loved getting to know God. So if, if you're not reading your Bible, just start. Like, come on, it's so, there's so many good things in there, so many good truths in there that you can apply to every situation. We worshipped every single day for an hour at least every single day that's what we did you know that's what we can all do now you know yes we're at Bethel what's the whole the Bethel bubble is what it's called but at some point you come out of there and you have to learn to cultivate that on your own you have to do that on your own at home every single day worship doesn't it doesn't consume much you just put it on in the background and you just sing with it. This is not that hard. No one can hear, no one can hear you. <laughs> Thank goodness Xander can, but he's all right. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's part of our battle. That's what we wear. You know, we tell the enemy, you sit down there and you watch me worship and don't you run out because you're going to watch me. And that's, that's what you do. You sit him down and you say, don't you leave that house because you're going to watch me worship the King of Kings. Yeah? That's, how, that's what we fight with. Whatever situation. <laughs> I, will, I can be bossy. <laughs> I will tell you. It works. <laughs> you know, but it gets you out of your own head and it gets you into God's head. You align yourself with his perspective. When you're focusing on your problems, that's what you're focusing on. You can focus on your problem, then you put your worship on, and then you praise God. You start giving gratitude, you start giving thanks, and you'll get out of your head. You don't want to be in there sometimes. I don't want to be in mine sometimes. So then we move to experiencing God. How do we actually begin to believe that God is good if we haven't experienced him as good? Can we say through every situation, God, you are good? It's easy when life is easy to say, God, you're good. But when you're at rock bottom, can you say, God, you're good? So when our beliefs are being put to the test, it actually gives you something to stand on. It's hard in the process, but we have the armour of God. 
to help us get through. God is on our side. So when we learn who Christ is, we learn who we are because we were created in his image. When we learn who God is, we learn what things are true in accordance to his nature and what is a lie. We can then put every thought to God and say, God, what do you think? What do you think about me? How do you see me? How do you see this situation? Everything should be brought back to God's nature. What would God think? Would God think this? No. Out. We don't, we don't allow it to enter. We have that power. Would God think this? Yes. You're welcome. Come in. <laughs> God is stable. He is the only stable thing which we can set our roots in. He is consistent. And when we're rooted in Christ, we cannot be blown over with the wind. We cannot be broken. We can be pruned, but that's different. We cannot drown. We don't need to fear the changes in the seasons, the changes in the weather, the storms, because we have Christ who speaks peace to the storm. Christ who actually sleeps through the storm. So if he can sleep through the storm, I can sleep through the storm. The more we spend time with Christ, Psalm 1 verse 3 says, we become like trees planted beside flowing streams that bear fruit in all seasons. His leaf does not wither, and whatever we do prospers. And if that's not enough, Jeremiah 17.8 says, we don't fear when heat comes because we have the power to get through it because we have the spirit living inside us. Our foliage remains green all year round. We won't worry in a year of drought because we have the power to rise above worry. Matthew 6 says we don't need to worry because we're cared for and we won't cease producing fruit all year round. That's what happens when we're rooted in Christ. We can get through all the seasons, whatever they bring. The heat, the drought, the floods, the hurricanes, the thunder. Come at me, enemy. You will not win because I have the king of kings inside of me and I will defeat you. It's the armour of God. We can defeat any storm because he is the king of the storms. He is the overcomer of the storms. Protect this gate because when we know the truth about God, we can learn that we can withstand any storm and we can get through it. It might be slow, but it's one foot in front of the other. You still walk. It might be slow, you might be through mud, but you still walk. Because that's how you get through it. Gate three, our identity. This is important to God because it has the ability to come into question the easiest when a, when a negative thought can enter. The world will label you all your life. Tall, short, skinny, smart, bossy, ugly, pretty, worth it or not. But this is the truth that matters. And it comes straight from God. Isaiah 43, 1. 
Now this is what the Lord says, the one who created you and the one who formed you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. And then if that's not enough, Paul says in Ephesians 1, verse 4 to 5, For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To be a son or daughter of God, Jesus died on the cross to expose the lies, to reveal the truth. And he was pleased to do this because he knew what it meant. Relationship. Our lives were a mess before. From the lies spoken over us, but because of the truth, we've been set free. The devil was defeated. The lies have been revealed. The truth won. You are free. You don't need to partner with lies no more. So today, let truth reign. You are free to be who you were made to be. We need to stand on this firm foundation where God's thoughts are the only ones that matter, regardless of how we feel. A feeling is not something we base our truth on because it's unstable. God is stable. God is truth. Only God has the ability to define me. I can have all the people tell me in the world that I matter, which is important. Oh, I'm stuck. Okay. Help. <laughs> all right, we're back. Does it look funny? <laughs> I don't care. The truth is, I matter to God. <laughs> so it's important. Oh my goodness. It fell off again. Okay. Don't take a photo of me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't laugh at me, Rob. Don't look funny. <laughs> okay. I can have all the people in the world tell me I matter, which is important to have community around, to affirm and to lift up and to align you in, in, align you in accordance to God's truth. But at the end of the day, we need to know what God thinks of us. Yeah, Our identity is rooted in Christ and when that is, we will find stability beyond what our feelings will ever allow. Hallelujah. Everything we feel should not become everything we believe. We should never evaluate our importance by the world's standards. It's a horrible way to live. David considered his place in all of creation, but in doing so, he remembered his creator. Psalm 8, verse 3 to 4, When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? David was a conqueror who sometimes searched for significance. And we're certainly prone to do the same. So our hearts repeat the same question. Who are we in light of a huge universe? Verse 5 to 6. You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honour. 
You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. So if God's word is true, which we know it is, then we're hardly insignificant to our Father. We are his creation, created in his own image for good works, which God prepared ahead of time. We bear the image of God. We matter because we matter to him. So no matter how small, insignificant or unimportant we may feel, we must remember who we are in Christ Jesus. In an impossibly huge universe, we are his treasured possession. And he delights in us. Your life matters. And at the very least, you're important to God. Nehemiah rebuilt those walls. The city was defended. (laughs) You just tore my face. (laughs) The city was defended and it could start to prosper. No more shame, no more poverty. Today we talked about rebuilding the city walls in our own lives and appointing a gatekeeper. As a gatekeeper, we determine what goes in and what goes out. And as the truth of Christ comes in and fills our hearts and minds, the gate swings back open so it can be released into the community and beyond. We have this opportunity as we partner with truth to take it into a community who have no idea what the truth is. But you know what? You know what the truth is. So you can release it. And we can release it wherever we go. So today, maybe you're struggling with your thoughts. Maybe there was something that I said that you were like, okay, I need to to establish this gate. Or maybe you want a stronger relationship with Christ. Maybe you want a passion to read the Bible. Or maybe you're feeling a little lost in your identity. Maybe you've had things spoken over you in the last week, month, year, decade. Things that aren't true that you've believed. Maybe your city needs a bit of repairing, a bit of maintenance. When your gates are open, you're exposed to the armies. You're playing free for all. You're open for attack. What thoughts are you letting through the gate that's messing with you? What are the lies that have affected you and have done harm? Today you have a choice. This can stop. I'm the gatekeeper of my city. I am the gatekeeper of my city. And from today, I will allow truth and only truth to prevail. Why don't you stand? I want you to repeat after me with boldness with boldness <laughs> he, he gets it I am the gatekeeper of my city and from today truth will prevail so let's lift our hands and repeat after me Jesus what are the lies that I'm believing Now just listen.
Jesus, what is the truth? Jesus, how do you see me? Lies don't have to rule our lives any longer. The truth can. What you just heard, that's the truth. Open the gates and let Jesus in. And then open the gates and let Jesus out. Let's just close our eyes. Father, just come and fill our hearts today. Come and fill our minds. Just come and flood our thoughts with truth. Come and flood our thoughts with truth. God, I pray that the words that you've spoken to everyone today will remain in their hearts and remain in their minds that they can stand on this truth because that's how you see us. God, thank you for reminding us today that we have the ability to protect our city, to protect our lives. for sending your son to die for us so that we can be free so that we can partner with the lies that are the truth that you've spoken we're going to be up the front for further ministry if you need if you have anything you want healed please come and we'll pray for you if something's been opened today that you didn't know you were thinking we'll come and pray for you if there are some gates that you think you need to establish in your life we'll help you sort that out too so we're going to go back into worship and just give more praise to God because he is worthy.
confusion through barrenness you are you are beautiful this has been a podcast from Bayside Church International thanks for listening